Welcome to Zaslow Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna John Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. Welcome, Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Monday, the 5th of February. Good to have you aboard. Part of the Believe Podcast Network and presented as always by Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-3. You're involved in any kind of an accident. I send you to where you're going to be treated like family and get the compensation you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800 747 Appreciate you guys starting out your week with me, of course. We got the big game coming up next weekend. You got NBA, NHL's back in action tonight. Everybody's in Vegas for the game. And our partner, Bet Online, is your number one source for football odds, stats, trends, and lines with everything from point spreads to hundreds of bets on everything from the coin toss to the color of Gatorade to Taylor Swift's lipstick. Bet Online is the number one source for your championship wagering. Head to Bet Online, join today, get into all the action. Bet Online, the game starts here. So, got a fun show planned for everybody today. We're going to talk to my pal Damon Amendolara, DA. That's right, the DA show with Mike Babchick on SiriusXM Mad Dog Radio. He will join us. He's going to be in Vegas later in the week. But we'll talk Super Bowl. We'll get some NBA stuff with him as well. DA's great 6 to 9 every morning on Mad Dog Sports Radio. So he'll get on the show today. <coughs> we'll have some fun with him. Now, want to let everybody know, every Monday, we, we started last week, so I was on again this morning, driving the line with my pals Jonathan Coachman and Alan Bell, driving the line. You guys can check that out every morning at 10 a.m. They're live on their YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at driving the line. And I'm with them on Monday mornings. I think we're also going to do one other day a week. So that's a new thing that I'm a part of, which is really great. So you can go back and you can check out my appearance there this morning. It's a gambling-based show. So I, you know, I bring a sports talk element to it, of course. But I make some picks. Maybe we mix in some WWE stuff as well. So go check that out. I was on this morning driving the line. And by the way, yesterday... I finished up six straight days on ESPN Radio yesterday. I get a little break today and tomorrow, and then I'm back on with my girl 
Amber Wilson filling in on Amber and Ian Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So that's really cool. Thanks to everybody who hung out with me on ESPN Radio for the last six days. And I get to do the show with Amber, which I love, but also Super Bowl week. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I'm on ESPN Radio. So I'm looking forward to that. And shout out, by the way, you know, our guy Jason Jason Barrett from Barrett Sports Media. You may remember, he joined us a couple weeks ago. He's going to join us again this Wednesday where we did like a sports media segment. And I really enjoyed that. And I hope you guys did too. So I'd like to do that at least semi-regularly. Jason's going to join us again this Wednesday. But on his site, Barrett Sports Media, every year he comes out with the top, you know, rankings, the top uh, local radio shows, morning shows, afternoon shows, top national shows, that kind of deal. And he doesn't come up with like like there's a voting process. So today, top 20 national sports talk shows came out. And Amber and Ian came out number 13 in the nation, which is awesome for two reasons. It's awesome for one because that's a show that I regularly appear on, that I regularly co-host, or at least semi-regularly. And more importantly, because Amber's getting the recognition that she deserves, all right? I obviously saw that years ago. And now everybody else is seeing it too as she comes in as one of the top national sports talk shows in the country. So that's really cool. And uh, yeah, anyway. So few things to mention right off the bat here on a Monday show. The Heat lose yesterday. I liked the way the Heat played though. The Heat lose yesterday to the Clippers who are one of the hottest teams in the league right now. Their fu- Clippers are now 5-1 and one on this current road trip that they're on which finishes tonight in Atlanta. But... I liked the way the Heat played for the most part. They lose 103-95. The Heat had the lead late third quarter. They may have been up by one after the third. And then in the fourth quarter, uh, Harden, he's, he's doing the, you know, the, the he's getting the chintzy foul calls. Kawhi Leonard was unstoppable. The Heat hit a little bit of a drought. And before you knew it, the Clippers were up by like 13. So the Heat winds up losing yesterday. They can't get three straight wins. They're back in action tomorrow. They're hosting the Orlando Magic. But overall... I like the way that he played. I think they're missing Duncan Robinson. Duncan Robinson has missed a bunch of games in a row now. He's in concussion protocol. Tyler Hero missed yesterday as well. Migraine headaches. So Josh Richardson filled in nicely. But I think the, the best part of this is, and Jimmy Butler said this recently, you're getting a much more aggressive Jimmy Butler. Yes, Jimmy's getting older. But this team, they're not good enough if Jimmy is not aggressive Jimmy. They're not good enough. It doesn't mean he has to be playoff Jimmy the entire season. But hey, we're almost two-thirds of the way through the season at this point. Kind of need playoff Jimmy now. Like, it's got to start now. I know Jimmy likes to take his time and ease into it. It needs to start now. And they've been playing much better lately. And a lot of it has to do with that. It starts with him. He stood up in that team meeting that they had apparently like a week ago, week and a half ago, whatever it was. And it's no surprise they then won their next couple games. And I thought they played well enough yesterday. Just a really good Clipper team, or at least a really good Clipper team right now. And Kawhi Leonard kind of reminded everybody, when he's the man, he's one of the best players in the league. I can't trust this Clipper team in the playoffs, because Kawhi always gets hurt by then. But when Kawhi Leonard is held, like that guy you saw last night, is one of the top two or three players in the NBA. So, I like the way the Heat played. They lose yesterday. Okay, the Panthers, by the way, the NHL's back in action. I don't know what the fuck was going on over the weekend between the Pro Bowl and the NHL All-Star. I don't understand the NHL All-Star game. It's like, you got these mini-games, and I, I can't even begin to figure it out. And then you got the Pro Bowl. Make me watch that. 
The, the flag football runner on couldn't care less. They're, they're, they're playing dodgeball and they're playing tug-of-war. Make me watch that. So actually, I watched a little bit of college basketball this weekend because I had to do a little bit of college basketball on ESPN Radio. So I had to learn myself up a little bit of college b-ball. We did that over the weekend. And of course, there's a lot happening with the NBA. But now, now because we're finally here, the Monday before the Super Bowl, now we could start really getting into the game, right? That's what you're all looking for. But that's why I'm going to start off here and tell you, holy shit. We're going to do all that with DA. Holy shit, is there a storm going on surrounding the WWE? Oh my god. You guys know, if you didn't catch last night's live stream of It's Still Real to Me, we do it every Sunday night. When I get done, usually hosting ESPN Game Day or ESPN Primetime. So last week it was af- last night it was after Game Day, 7 p.m. We did the live stream. Wherever you're listening to Zaslow Show 2.0 right now, you can go back and you could listen to the latest episode of It's Still Real to Me. You can also watch it YouTube.com/slash at Zaslow Show. Pretty much the whole show was about what took place on SmackDown on Friday night. The Rock, such a negative reaction. Not on the show, crowd loved it, but on social media. The internet wrestling community, The Rock has taken Cody Rhodes' spot, seemingly, at WrestleMania 40. The video on social media, which has uh, like a couple million views, is already the most disliked video in the history of WWE. It has over 500,000 dislikes. People are pissed off that The Rock has taken Cody Rhodes' spot. At WrestleMania 40. I I never watch. Well, I should say never. I rarely watch Raw Live. Tonight. We are watching Monday Night Raw. Live. At 8pm. I'm willing to give WWE the benefit of the doubt. Where this story is going. I don't think we're close to knowing. How this is going to play out at WrestleMania 40 yet. They better come out the start of this show tonight. I got to get some clarity. I got to hear from Cody Rhodes. Why all of a sudden is he handed over his WrestleMania 40 spot to The Rock when just days before and after winning the Royal Rumble, he's pointing and aggressively yelling at Roman Reigns, I'm coming for you. And then all of a sudden he hands it over and I got no explanation. Cody better lead off the show tonight with an explanation as to what's going on there. I'm giving WWE the benefit of the doubt here. But man, people are pissed off right now. You know what's going to help some of these WWE fans be less pissed off? Treat yourself to a brand new ride. That's right. And I send you to North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. Because at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, you know you're getting that relaxed indoor car shopping experience. Whatever you're looking for. SUV, sedan, truck, something for yourself, something for the family. You're guaranteed to find it with the selection at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. You're getting an exceptional experience at their brand new state-of-the-art facility on North Andrews Avenue. It's that beautiful building. You can see it from I-95 at the Cypress Creek Road exit. Maybe you just want your car serviced. Luckily for you, did you know that at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, they service all makes and models. So whatever you're driving right now, you can get it serviced with confidence at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. And like I said, with an extensive new and pre-owned Subaru Inventory Plus. Used cars, trucks, SUVs of every make and model, you're sure to find your next vehicle at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. And 
all new Subarus and most pre-owned vehicles come with a lifetime warranty so you know that you're covered. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, the location you know with an experience you'll love. All right, all guests on Zazlo Show 2.0 brought to us by the official beer of the program, Johnny Cuba. European roots with that Caribbean soul. It's a refreshing German lager in a can. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba right now. Your local Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, Fresco, Moss. That's how we'll enjoy the Super Bowl this weekend. Sitting on the couch in the Zazlo Mansion family room, probably in my underwear, with a nice cold Johnny Cuba in my hand. Make sure you always drink responsibly. Don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra, stay tranquilo. Joining us now is our pal, DA, Damon Amendolara, Sirius XM, Mad Dog Radio, the DA show with Mike Babchick. You guys are off and running now. The last time I spoke with you, it was a few months ago when the show started. Are, are, are you comfortable now? Is everything going the way that you thought it would? How's it going? Yeah, it's been going good, Zaz. I mean... Babs is a very unpredictable guy in the best way possible. In radio, you kind of want to make sure you're you're on your toes and uh, you're ready for anything. And Babs has some wacky stories and bizarre run-ins and strange pasts. And so uh, I actually like that because I never know what I'm going to get on on any weekday morning. But it makes it really fun. And uh, I feel like we built a good chemistry the entire team. My only bummer is that the end of football season means, you know, you you end up kind of going through a bit of an exhale. Of course, basketball is here and the playoffs will be right around the corner, March Madness. But there's something about football, that kind of like wave that you get up to on a weekend and then you come off of it with your reaction and then you go through the rest of the week and then you come up again and you're on that thing, that roller coaster all season long and then it's over and you go, wait. What now? So that's the only thing that uh, that I'm not quite looking forward to, but it's all good. Well, once this game happens this weekend, February February is the worst sports month of the year, right? Like February and July. Those two months are brutal, right? Tough. Yeah. Yeah, really yeah. bad. Yeah. I remember yeah. one year, though, didn't you, you? You did a thing. You Maybe it was in, in a February. Maybe it was over the summer where you did a sports movie bit on your show, right? Like a running thing, right? Yes. Yeah, that was uh, that was the summer of COVID. So summer, we okay. had we had nothing going on that summer until remember the, the Stanley Cup finals or the Stanley Cup playoffs, the NBA playoffs didn't start until really the fall. So we were kind of like grasping at straws there. So we did Mothership at the Movies where we took classic sports movies and then broke them down as though they were real sporting events. So that's much better than breaking down the movie of them. And instead, like wondering, well, how does Henry Rowan Gardner not get Rookie of the Year honors uh, or uh, World Series MVP or what have you if, you know, he's coming and throwing 99 miles an hour out of the out of the stands. So things like that got us through and maybe we'll have to get creative as well uh, this offseason. I swear to you, it was maybe a month ago. Rookie of the Year was on television. I hadn't seen it. Had to be 25 years. And so I decided, you know what? I'm going to stop on it and I'm going to watch. Nice. And I'll tell you, and I'll tell you, and and for guys who are our age, classic movie. And I hadn't seen it forever. I thought it held up nicely. I still enjoyed it. (laughs) Yeah. You know, that's the kind of the funny thing. If you go into old, potentially bad sports movies with an open mind of like, it's just supposed to be a silly sports movie. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of them that are far more enjoyable than if you really started digging into the the acting and the plot holes or whatever. And and I think rookie of the year holds up. 
I also think uh, what was the one where the kid inherits the Minnesota Twins? Little Big League. Great Little Big movie. League also holds up. Mighty Ducks tends to hold up. So okay. that kind of golden era of 1990s sports films built around kids tend to actually be actually okay in in uh, in retrospect. All right. So so as people could see, if they're watching on the YouTube channel right now, as opposed to listening on the podcast, they could see you're in studio right now. So you're going to Vegas later this week for Radio Row. Uh, what's what was the who's the best guest? you've ever had doing your show on Radio Row? Who's been your favorite guest that you had? Because, you know, folks know it's not just athletes, but sometimes depending on what city you're in, you'll get like really good celebrities that show up. And I would imagine Vegas is one of those cities where it could be the case where you get some great guest opportunities. Yeah, totally. Well, two athletes kind of blew my mind. One was Joe Montana a number of years ago where, you know, growing up watching Joe Montana, the idea that he was sitting next to you, even if it was to promote Skechers, was a mind-blowing thing. I really couldn't quite handle that. And then also at the San Francisco Super Bowl, we had the Griffies, both Ken Griffey Sr. and Ken Griffey Jr. And, of course, sitting next to Ken Griffey Jr., who is an idol or a hero, if you grew up again of, of our age group, is like, whoa, I can't even believe I'm doing this. Celebrity-wise... Buster Rhymes was my favorite. We had Buster Rhymes in Minneapolis, of all places, at the Super Bowl. That was the Eagles and Patriots Super Bowl. And sitting next to Buster Rhymes and asking him about leaders of the new school and the hip-hop revolution of the 90s and why hip-hop today isn't nearly as creative or kind of off-the-wall or individual as his era was and how he stepped out of a box and wanted to be different and everything like that, that was... That was amazing. And so you're right. You get all the former athletes that come through, and that's great. But then you get a, a cool celebrity come through, and you can really like dig into some stuff that you don't get a chance to on a daily basis in sports. Then that's that's the good stuff. That's the gold. How many Super Bowls have you been to? I om- I've only attended two of them. I went to Steelers Seahawks 05. And Me then too. The- that's the only one I've ever been to. Really? Oh, so we hit a good one in Detroit. And then I was at uh, Patriots. Got to fight off the, remember, that, we got to fight off the hail one of those nights. That's oh, right. The weather, brutal. That's right. Yeah, who would have thought that uh, Detroit in February wouldn't be a good place? And then I went to that Patriots, the first Patriots-Eagles Super Bowl where McNabb barfed on the field. All the other ones that I've covered, we have flown out back home on Friday. So that's kind of the um, the misnomer, I think, of radio shows that go out to Radio Row. You assume they do five days of radio shows out there that they stick around for the game. That's not the case. The reason is because no company wants to spend an extra three nights at the hotel. What they end up doing is they jack up the rates at the hotels yeah. once Friday comes around. So your your station, your company, lets you go there Monday through Friday. And then Friday afternoon, you're supposed to fly out after your show. If you yep. stuck around for the Super Bowl, that means it's two more nights of hotel at a higher rate or even a third because – you know, if, you, if you're doing a Monday prime time, you know, let's say Monday afternoon drive or something, now you're hanging around all day Monday. You might have to sleep there Monday night. So companies, PDs will usually tell you, you get out of town on Friday, watch the game at home. This is a weird week, right? Because Vegas, you know, you go to Vegas with your friends, it's two days, max three, we got to get up out of here. But you got people who are there the whole week that's a long time in Vegas. 
I could not do that. I have a buddy of mine that covered the NBA for a long time and went out for summer league. And I think summer league was like more like two weeks or something. And he said, just as you said, after the first three or four days, you're so over it. You just want to go home. And there is kind of like a real tipping point in Vegas. I usually hit it after two nights by day three, third night. I'm going, get me out of here. Fourth day. I got to get out. Once you hit that fourth day, everything becomes worse. It becomes exhausting and tiring, and you feel unhealthy. You get sicker and sicker by the day. You can't even really hit the casinos anymore or the sports books because your head is ringing. You're dehydrated. Remember, there's no windows in any of the casinos or hotel rooms, and so you feel like you get no fresh air. There's no clocks anywhere. They're pumping oxygen into every casino floor. It's a bad scene. You have everything ringing in your head. So imagine two weeks or even, as you said, a, more than a, a week. Now, nah, get me out of there. Three days, I'm good. What's the set? Like, what's the main hub there this week? What is, what's the main hotel where everyone's staying? Radio Row is going to be at the Mandalay Bay Convention Center. So a lot of people okay. will be staying at either Mandalay Bay like we are. There is another hotel attached to Mandalay Bay called the Delano. And then there's the Luxor that's kind of right next door. So I, I would imagine all of the media staying in that general vicinity. Of course, nowadays, Radio Row didn't have to be necessarily just Radio Row because some shows or networks are big enough to go plant yeah. themselves at a different place. And, you know, this isn't Indianapolis where everybody's usually going to be in the same place. In Vegas, there might be five different main setups, but right now the traditional radio row, the hub is going to be Mandalay Bay this year. Are you uh, are you into the game? And the reason that I say that is because when, when we saw we were against San Francisco and Kansas City again, I feel like there was a lot of negative reaction out there, and I'm into this game. I think we got a lot of – I think there's a lot of meat on this bone this week. I understand why people are tired or not that jazzed up because they don't really, nobody really likes repeats. They don't like to run it back. And um, this Niners team, I feel, has run into a lot of apathy or dislike from fans. And then the Chiefs, a lot of people just wish we got fresh blood. So, number one, you're not getting fresh blood, you're getting the Chiefs. And then also, you're getting a replay of the Super Bowl from four years ago. So, I understand why people are exhausted. It doesn't matter to me. I mean, a Super Bowl is a Super Bowl, especially historically speaking, these two teams. There's so much on the line. For Mahomes and Andy Reid to have a third ring puts them in such a rarefied conversation. And then for the Niners, Brock Purdy cements a certain place in the pantheon of all-time craziest stories if he wins a Super Bowl. Kyle Shanahan's had two collapses in the Super Bowl. One is an OC, one is a head coach. So there is a lot baked into this, which I like, but you're right. I think this match has been met with a lot of apathy and or frustration because of the two teams. We're calling the one when he was head coach in San Francisco a collapse. I mean, obviously, OC, and, uh, you know, with the Falcons was a collapse. We're calling the other one a collapse, too? Up 10 fourth quarter. I mean, blew a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter. If it's not a collapse, it's definitely... A gag is a gag and a choke and a collapse the same. I don't know. I just feel like it was more on. I feel like it was <laughs> more on Garoppolo. I, I thought Garoppolo was not good in that fourth quarter. He missed some throws. I I, I pin it a little bit more on Garoppolo. Well, I yeah. think that yeah, there's blame on Garoppolo. There's blame on the on the Niners defense. They gave up the th third and fifteen to Tyree Kill, which blew the game open. And then also. There's always been some chatter about the play calling of Kyle Shanahan, whether he should have taken chances with Jimmy Garoppolo, whether he should have played more conservatively, try to play keep away from the Kansas City Chiefs. Either way, 
Shanahan has had a Super Bowl collapse, 28-3. He's had a Super Bowl loss. He's had a 10-point lead in an NFC Championship game and lost that as well to the Rams a couple of years ago. And now he's had two playoff games where the Niners did not play their best football. I mean, when compared to what they did against Dallas and Philadelphia early in the season, earlier in the season, compared to what we've seen against the Ravens and then the two playoff games, it does not look like the same Niners team. So I think he's definitely got some heat on him to perform well in this game. What do you make of the conversation around Brock Purdy? Because I feel like, I feel like you have a lot of people who have, have dug their feet in so deep because we didn't know who this guy was. He was the last pick of the draft. We didn't think he was anybody. And now, even though he's where he is, rookie year, NFC Championship game, second year Super Bowl, I feel like we're still digging our feet in because we were all wrong about him initially and we want to be proven right. Yeah, there's a, there's a crazy polarization of the Brock Purdy takes, and I don't ascribe to either one of them. I... The people that were defiant that he should be an MVP candidate, I completely disagreed with. I think he's been a good quarterback this year. He's been certainly an upgrade over Jimmy G. But that a lot of quarterbacks, or at least, let's say, 10 to 12 quarterbacks could have done what he has done inside this offense. You can't make him the MVP. I think Christian McCaffrey is more valuable to the team than, than Purdy is. At the same time, the people that just want to dismiss him, discard him because he was Mr. Irrelevant, and think that anybody could do this. I don't agree with that either because he has been very accurate. He has been very potent. He has been very agile. And so you have to give him that credit. The offense certainly runs better today than it did with, with Jimmy G or the brief time we saw Trey Lance. So it's somewhere in between. I think what hurts Brock Purdy is the story itself should be welcomed and embraced. A guy who's Mr. Irrelevant going all the way to the Super Bowl. That's amazing. And Yet, he's boring, so he doesn't give us any quotes. That doesn't help him. He doesn't have much of a personality, so people don't really know much about his background. And because the Niners have been in this spot without him, it feels like anybody could do it. Now, again, it's definitely an upgrade over what Jimmy G was. But I got a good tweet from a listener on Thursday. We were talking about this or of last week, and they said, yeah, every Niners fan is going to defend him to the death until he's got to make $50 million a year. And then they'll say, don't waste the, the money on him. Just draft the next guy, which I think is how a lot of people might feel like, yeah, Purdy's great for being a cheap quarterback. Mm -hmm. But if you had to pay a market value, like a Burrow, Lamar, Josh Allen gets when they're on the open market. Now, how do you feel about Brock Purdy? That's going to be the real test. Have you been killing Dan Campbell on your show? Annihilating him. And really? it's, it's too bad because I've been somebody who's gone, you know, I actually have, gr he's grown on me from day me one and, and biting kneecaps. I thought this is a joke. Right. This is like me a too. high school gym teacher and to where I thought he's really matured this year and he doesn't do a lot of that nonsense anymore. They're taking on certainly his bravado and his spirit and they wouldn't be where they are without him. And yet it's just indefensible bypassing the two field goals and then running on third and goal when you have to keep all of your timeouts. It was just a, a masterclass in, in blowing your coaching decisions. And I realize he can't control a fumble and he can't control drops and things like that. But those three decisions will haunt him and that franchise forever. Does Belichick ever coach again? 
you know, Zaz, here's the thing. I, I, this has been one of the single most interesting storylines of my lifetime in sports. How a guy could have six rings and be considered the greatest of all time by many and be unable to find a job. You know he wants to coach. And Joe Montana joined McAfee last week and said something that I was kind of shocked by anybody of that generation would say. And he basically said, people think the game has passed him by. And he kind of didn't disagree with that either. He was like, you know, what, what Bill used to be is what new guys are now. In other words, he's not innovative anymore. He's not fresh-minded anymore. And I said, if Joe Montana believes that, what do younger executives, younger scouts, younger people in front offices believe? I think they believe that he lost it. And I think that he desperately wants Shula's record. And I think this year, maybe the power play didn't work of him getting control. And so maybe next year we come around that he goes, I'll just coach because I really think he wants those 15 wins. At the same time, a year from now, everybody will feel like he's even more removed from his success. So it's an impossible question to answer because I think he wants to, and he might become more flexible, but people might believe next year he's even less qualified to run a team. Um, So I don't know. Now, speaking of coaching changes, coaching hires, on your YouTube page, you, you you went off about the Kingsbury hire in D.C., right? Can you give me a little bit of a taste of that? Oh, I, I think that Cliff Kingsbury is the single greatest fraud in football history, and I'll tell you why. Cliff Kingsbury goes to Lubbock, Texas to take over Texas Tech and never has a winning record in the Big 12. He gets Patrick freaking Mahomes. His best season with the Mahomes is 7-5 and five at a Texas Bowl loss. Impossible. They play, no, they play no defense in the Big 12. You have Patrick Mahomes. Couldn't win a Texas Bowl. Then, going to get fired there. They're like, wow, this guy's not good at his job. He somehow lands an NFL head coaching job in Arizona by virtue of being friends with Sean McVay. He takes over the Cardinals and ask any Cardinals fan, one of the worst coach teams in football. They are perennially one of the most penalized, sloppy. They're ill-prepared, and every year is the same. They start out well and then collapse second half of the season because Cliff makes no adjustments and other teams realize what they're doing on offense and go, okay, we can we can do that. Kyler Murray doesn't grow up during his four years with Cliff Kingsbury, is basically the same guy that he was afterwards. And Cliff has the gall in year four to say, I don't like our practice habits. We don't have the right mentality. Well, I would say by year four, that's probably a you responsibility. Then, embarrassed and out of the league after a 4-13 and with his final year in Arizona, he says, I'm not coaching. I'm taking my buyout going to Thailand. Comes back to coach USC just a couple months later, has the greatest quarterback prospect in college football since Andrew Luck, arguably. And Caleb Williams has a worse year under him than the previous year without him. Then somehow he parlays that into two OC offers, one in Vegas and now one in Washington. I think there's no way Cliff Kingsbury gets any of these jobs unless he looks like Cliff Kingsbury. He projects success, but if he, looked like, if he looked like Jim Tom Sewell or Arthur Smith, he doesn't get <laughs> any of these jobs. None of them. So it's a joke. 
And so all that, your YouTube page, right? They can check oh, out that and everything them. else you got going on there. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I put out videos almost once a day. Uh, so uh, probably like four or five a week, eh, five or six a week. But yeah, my latest one is just skewering uh, Cliff Kingsbury. So if you want to enjoy that, feel free. It's uh, on my YouTube channel. Let me get, before I let you go here, DA, let me get your thoughts on, on a couple of big NBA topics right now. How much time have you dedicated on your show, probably the last couple of shows, uh, on everything surrounding LeBron right now? Not a lot. I think that in the NFL world, when you, you know, nationally, it's like you build up to the Super Bowl and now everybody's reel in on the Super Bowl. And then on Tuesday of next week, everyone exhales and goes, okay, the NBA. So certainly this year in LA has been bizarre with LeBron and they certainly don't feel like they're anywhere close to uh, a contender. But I would say everybody gets into the NBA, specifically LeBron thing, uh, about a week from today. And do you feel strongly one way or the other about the big conversation in the NBA right now, the 65-game threshold, the awards, Embiid got hurt, LeBron's blaming the media for Embiid getting hurt. That's obviously ridiculous. Do you feel strongly one way or the other there? I think the NBA has caught itself in an impossible matrix, and that is they know their regular season's too long which is why they have to mandate how many games somebody plays. In the NFL, nobody says you have to play 12 games. You have to play 13 games because it's so short, everybody would be crazy not to play those games. And in baseball, you know, 162, for whatever reason, has worked largely well enough for most of, of its history. But in the NBA... It's accepted to take a day off every now and then in baseball. But in the NBA... 82 is too many. And if you played 65, if a 65 game regular season, I don't believe load management would have guys playing at 48 games. I think just right. 82 happens to be too long. So the NBA has to artificially incentivize playing. But what the real solution is to just knock down games off the regular season. But instead we have in-season tournaments and mandates to play 65 games for awards. And I think it's an admittance that, the regular season is too long and thus too insignificant for these guys to play every game. And yet you're still trying to sell it to fans that it is significant when it's really not. Great job, DA. Tell everybody how they can catch you. Go ahead. Weekday morning, 6 until 9 Eastern time on Channel 82 on Sirius XM's Mad Dog Sports Radio. Or as I mentioned before, just search my name on YouTube and check out my channel there for daily takes. Awesome job, man. Thanks a lot for hanging out. Have fun in Vegas. Not too much fun. Have fun. Stay safe. Let's not get too crazy, all right? I'm there for three days, so I can't get too crazy. That's the exact amount of time. that Then I pull the ripcord. Thank you, Zaz. Three, two. Excellent job by Damon Amendolar. Again, every morning, 6 to 9 a.m., Sirius XM, Mad Dog Radio, the DA show with Mike Babchick. A entire week in Vegas is way too long. And yeah, that was... That was the one Super Bowl I went to. It was one of the two games that he was at. That Seahawks, it was it was the, the 2005 season. The game was the end of January or maybe it was early February. I don't know. 2006. Seahawks, Steelers. Steelers, when I think the final score was 21-10. Steelers, when that was fast, Willie Parker had the big touchdown, long touchdown run. That was Roethlisberger's, uh, I guess, second Super Bowl win. Cowers. Super Bowl win, and uh, if I'm remembering that correctly. And yeah, so that was that was the one game I ever went to. Ford Field in Detroit. Terrible place, Detroit. So cold. There was hail. Ice cubes were falling from the sky. It's ridiculous. All right, and you know what? I didn't sleep great when I was there either. Probably because I didn't have sheets and giggles. Now, granted, 
That was before Sheets and Giggles was invented. My man Colin, the founder and CEO of Sheets and Giggles, he came up with the softest, coolest, most breathable sheets around. And when you go to SheetsGiggles.com, you're going to get the best sleep of your life, just like the Zaslow family now does. Sheets and Giggles has been with Zaslow Show 2.0 about 10 or 11 months at this point. And thanks to my man Colin and SheetsGiggles.com, we're all getting the best sleep we've ever had. And here's the thing. It's also environmentally friendly. Made from the wood of eucalyptus trees, you're getting the bed sheets, the the fitted sheets, the blankets. I got the comforter. I got the eucalyptus pillow. If you need a new mattress, check out the eucalyptus mattresses they have at SheetsGiggles.com. What better time than now to get yourself a new mattress? Because you can get 20% off your first order when you use promo code ZASLOW. That's right. Z-A-S-L-O-W. Use promo code ZASLOW. And you'll get 20% off your first order when you go to SheetsGiggles.com. SheetsGiggles.com. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. Here's what we got first. Obviously, it's Super Bowl week. But the hot stories in the NBA. LeBron James. Is he going to be traded? Trade deadline's coming up this Thursday. Joel Embiid, he's going to miss significant time. You got LeBron blaming the media for Joel Embiid's injury, which is ridiculous. Here's Freddie Coleman. Every day, ESPN are my colleagues, Freddie and Harry. Here's Freddie Coleman on the Joel Embiid injury. Nobody told you that you had to go out there. If you succumb to peer pressure, nothing against Draymond Green on this podcast, nothing against LeBron James on his social media handle. Nobody wants to hear it. People get tired of hearing that. If you don't want to play because you're injured, you shouldn't be out there. You don't need peer pressure. You don't need scrutiny. You don't need a 65 number in terms of games that you want to play to be eligible for all NBA, MVP, defensive player, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know your body more than anybody else. So nothing against LeBron James. Stop it with that whole thing about people that have to apologize to Joel Embiid. If anybody should apologize to Joel Embiid, it's Joel Embiid and the Sixers because they should not have allowed any kind of scrutiny or people talking about it. If people are saying that in that building in Philadelphia, that, man, I wish Joel would play so he could be eligible all NBA, then they need, Shame to, have a, right, they need to have a discussion about yep. where your priorities are. But I would never, ever allow somebody outside of my being or outside of this network, for example, and talk noise about me and think that's going to affect me. If that affects you, Joel Embiid, then maybe you're not tough Yeah, enough. I'm going big deal. No one is forcing anybody to do anything. Just play. Just play. It's the only sport where dudes don't play. I'm going big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. So, like I said, very much looking forward to Monday Night Raw tonight. Here is the final segment on SmackDown this Friday which led to Cody. Cody's in the ring face-to-face with the tribal chief Roman Reigns, and here he just gives his spot to The Rock. I mentioned taking counsel. Roman, one of the individuals I talked to, he knows you very well. It's here on Friday Night 
Yeah, that's a big deal because, like I said, people, the internet wrestling community is freaking the fuck out. So tonight is a huge show as to what WWE decides to do. If anything, I'm willing to let it play out. I give it a chance. I, I don't think they're stupid enough to not give us Cody and Roman at WrestleMania. But I'm going big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. So, you know what? At some comedy shows, a lot of them actually, you have to you have to lock up your cell phone in like this purse that they give you. But other ones that they don't have because they don't want you filming or they don't want you disturbing people. But some of them it's just like you can't use your phone otherwise, uh, you know, we're gonna kick you out. Well, at a Matt Rife show last night, Lisa Ann, fantasy football expert, you may also know her from her days as. One of the biggest porn stars ever. Here was footage of Lisa Ann being arrested for using her phone during the Matt Rife show. You just said you I did nothing wrong. I didn't touch my phone. I wanted to see Matt Rife because he's a friend of mine. And I go to jail. I mean, how could there not be more to this story? It's not a bit, apparently. How could there not be more to this? Number one, throwing her out. Okay, I guess you get... But arresting her, did she spit in the cop's face? Did she punch a cop? There has to be more to the story. So right now, I'm going big deal. And finally, big deal or not a big deal. Today, first take. I love what first take's doing this week. If they're going to have Christopher Mad Dog Russo on multiple days this week, normally he only does Wednesdays, but he was on today. And Stephen A. Smith, he was late to his own show. Thought we'll have more on your gambling habits in just a bit, but Stephen A. just woke up, so he was able to make the show, and he just, uh, he just made, he's so mad at me right now. We know you've been sitting there the whole time when you've been up since 4.20 when we were on the call this morning. How are you this morning, Stephen A.? Well, first of all, it's a couple of things. A couple of things. A couple of things. First of all, I hope y'all had a wonderful weekend. Usually, since my code open was interrupted because we had technical difficulties, they told Doggy about five minutes ago I was ready to go. Why the hell he kept talking? I'm not going to let that slide. Speak when spoken to and discipline yourself. Uh, uh, somebody needs to tell Damian Woody, Big Poppy, this ain't the Pro Bowl in Honolulu. I don't know what the hell you're wearing this morning, but we will talk about that later. And as an aside, and as an aside, I'm going to go away from sports for one second in saying this right here to my brother Jay-Z. That was a great speech last night. You were not Kanye West snatching some trophy from Taylor Swift and making a note you know what of yourself. You were being honored. You showed up, and during the minute, during the three-minute speech, you pointed out that the Queen Bee is all that in a bag of chips, even though we love Taylor Swift, too. Props to Jay-Z. The hell with all those haters out there. Tell them to kick rocks. Now let's start the show. I am here now. I'm going not a big deal. Look, technical issues happen, and but, but I will say that's a good job out of Stephen A. Apparently the Grammys were lit last night. There's a lot going on. Tracy Chapman, Taylor Swift. Uh, Jay-Z, good job out of Stephen A there with the Jay-Z stuff. So I, I, I'm going to go not a big deal. And that right there is another edition of Big Deal or Not a Big Deal. All right. Very good. Fun show today. Great way to start out the week. Again, go to YouTube.com slash at Driving the Line. That's Jonathan Coachman, Alan Bell. It's their new show. It's gambling, sports betting centric. But... I'm going to be appearing with them every Monday, uh, doing other spots with them as well. I'm excited about that. I was on the show, uh, the, the whole show, today. So go back and watch that. I'd appreciate that. They'd appreciate that for sure. 
And make sure you like, rate, comment, do all that good stuff for Zaslow Show 2.0. You guys know the drill at this point. Today's show brought to you in part by Bet Online. Thanks to all you guys for helping put together a great show today. Behind the scenes, all your hard work, it never goes unnoticed. We'll talk to you on Zaslow Show 2.0 tomorrow. Know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing.